We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is July 18th, 2019. And if you are listening or watching, you are listening or watching to the Marcelin Brothers podcast. We got M Squared going on today. What is going on, my brother? Literally, my brother, Martin <laughs> Lewis Marcelin. What's going on, everybody? It's good to be back. You know, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on the podcast, but a lot of different things have been changing. And so, you know, I'm starting to get to the thick of things. It's starting to slow down a little bit. So here I am talking well, with you guys. What has changed, Marvin? Well, one of the things which I think is really interesting and really cool is I was dubbed officially one of the co-chiefs for my residency program. I'm going to start calling you chief from now on. What up, hey. chief? Hey. And uh, the other cool thing is I've officially started my third year of residency. What? And so, so what does that mean? That means this is my last and final year before I walk out while chucking up the deuce sign as I'm walking into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, and then right now I'm in talks. Maybe, hopefully, you'll see me next year as a proud owner of a new podiatry practice. What? Not really, not really new, but, uh, you know, I have dreams of taking over someone who's retiring and just taking over the re- the realm, if you will, of uh, running the podiatry office. But we'll see. It's still a long time, and uh, a lot of things can happen. So whatever opportunities present, I'll make my decisions from there. And then last but not least, um, my rental property is up and running. It's official. What? We're in the books. I have a tenant in. They have the keys, and I am officially a landlord. So a lot of things are happening all at once, but I think the future is going to show some good things and, you know, I'm rolling right now, so hopefully I can keep this thing rolling for a very long time. Well, I just feel like, first off, congratulations with all that stuff going on. Definitely the MVP is missed you, but I think we all know that you're working hard and you're making moves, and I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. And I think those topics that you discussed could potentially be some pretty cool topics that we talk about during the next MVP podcast in the future. So definitely am hoping that you are able to prosper with all of your endeavors and maybe help us out with the blueprint with each of those things. Because I think being a chief and everything that entails, that could be a podcast in itself, talking about the business case for owning your own clinic. Cause I know that's something that you'll normally hear about during the white coat investor podcast. So that would be interesting. And then also talking about being able to be, a rental property owner and being able to do everything from scratch would be awesome opportunity op 
things to talk about in the future. So I'm definitely looking forward to hearing about that stuff in the future. So awesome, man. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we have a fun episode, hopefully, uh, an informative one for you guys out there. But before we delve into that, Junior, talk to me. What's going on? How are things with you? So this past weekend, Leah, myself, and Ophelia, we kind of did a getaway trip with you know, my in-laws. So we ended up renting a house over on the west coast of Florida. So we really? went to Marco Island. You remember going to Marco Island when we were younger? Yeah. It brings back some good memories, good quality yeah. family time. And that's what it was with us. We ended up doing Marco Island last weekend. It was a quick trip. Did a Friday trip. Friday, Saturday, got back on Sunday. And it was good times because we rented a house. We, you know, when we got there Friday night, we ended up hanging out a little bit, went out to dinner. Saturday was jam-packed. I kind of almost feel like, you know, when you go on a cruise and you have your day where you're actually on whatever island you're at and you do all this stuff, that's how we felt like. So, got up Mm. in the morning, ended up doing fishing a lot. I got to fish a lot, so I think that's something that maybe when we all come together again, maybe we can do a little fishing. It's interesting. It's kind of relaxing and peaceful as long as you're catching stuff, but it's you're excited to be able to do things, and then at the same time, you can have some good conversations. So we did a lot of fishing. Ended up, Aaron ended up getting a... We ended up getting one of those pontoon boats, and we went around Ooh. an intercoastal, which was a lot of fun. Wanted to eat downtown Marco Island. Ended up riding a bike over to the beach from where we were staying. So lots of cool fun. Definitely can't complain about that. And then, kind of similar to you, I, I don't have... I potentially, hopefully, have some news soon. I am looking to purchase rental property number two. So right now, that's in the works. Found something that we're interested in. Ended up getting my crew that I worked with before to get number from number one pot from the rental house number one. So hopefully, maybe by the next MVP episode, maybe we'll be able to give you some updates on where we are with that process. So definitely fun, exciting, lots of stuff going on. And this weekend coming up, you know, Leah, Philly, and I will be going to D.C. because we got our Kaposai every two-year meeting. So we'll be in D.C. actually staying with Cousin Phil. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, yeah. Ton of things coming up in the future, and it sounds like you are rolling as well. So let's keep it going. Yes, let's keep it going. Let's keep (laughs) it going. I got to show the threads. I got to show the tie. This was my Father's Day gift that I got. So I got to make sure I show that off to the MVP crew. If you're interested on where to get this, you can go to personalizationmall.com and you're able to upload photos and make specialty ties. And this is what I got for Father's Day a couple of months ago. So there you go. But without further ado, I know we got something to talk about. So you want to do the story first? Why don't we have you do it, Marvin, since you haven't been on the podcast for a bit? Just like training wheels, my man, get back into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you want to talk about today? Yeah, I got to jump right into it. So I'm not one that really has social media, Instagram, Facebook, what have you. However, you know, just combing through the articles, I realized that there's this trend that's coming up. Have you guys ever heard of the Face app? And um, basically, this face app, what it does is it takes a picture of you, you upload it to whatever server, and it kind of sort of spits out an image 
of yourself. However, the difference is you've aged quite a bit. And, you know, it's fun and games. There's different people who think differently about uh, this app. Uh, it's fun and games in the sense that, wow, you can see what you possibly could look like in the future. However, there's a lot of concern about how did they generate that newly processed picture of yourself in which you look a lot older. So what I'm going to be talking about is that I got this article from NBC News, and the article reads, it's titled, Photo Editor Face App Goes Viral Again, Prompting Security Concerns. In general, this app is not asking a lot of data from the user, um, Baptiste Robert wrote. He's um, one of the uh, persons quoted in this article um, in which he's talking with NBC News. So a photo editing app has introduced a few new wrinkles to the faces of celebrities and to the ongoing discussion around personal digital security. FaceApp, a more than two-year-old app created by a Russian-based developer, has seen a recent spike in use due to some celebrities and influencers taking part in the FaceApp challenge. The app has a host of image-altering features such as adding a smile or appearing to change a person's gender. Those taking part in the challenge are using the app to make themselves appear elderly, giving fans a preview of what their favorite athletes or celebrities would look like once they become senior citizens. The recent spike in traffic to the Face app has also given way to memes about certain famous faces who never seem to age, uh, such hmm. as actors like Paul Rudd, John Stamos. Yeah, John Stamos, Uncle Jesse. Hey, full house. But the sudden popularity of the app has also triggered ongoing concerns about how apps use the data and images supplied by users, particularly those that are owned or operated outside the U.S. One such concern for FaceApp centered on whether the app could access user photos without permission. Researchers found that those concerns were unfounded. Despite the exoneration, security experts have mixed feelings about the app. They say it isn't likely the app is stealing entire camera rolls of photos from its users, but added FaceApp is not completely risk-free. The, the Democratic National Committee felt the app posed enough of a risk to send an alert to its party presidential campaigns on Wednesday, warning against using the app that was developed by Russians, according to a source familiar with the alert, who was not authorized to speak publicly. The warning was first reported by CNN. So this article goes on about the issue that people have is whether or not the data that you give to the face app developers is held in the wrong hands. Um, as you may or may not know, uh, with Cambridge Analytica, with Facebook in the past, uh, the issue is the privacy and whether or not users know where their data is going and whose hands are the data um, being put into. And so now that this face app is something that's up and coming and there was a note that this was developed by Russians, uh, could this be something that is detrimental in the long run? Is the data that we are uploading to this app going to be used in a malicious manner? Uh, are people aware that this is happening? And is this something that's healthy in the sense? Uh, what are some of your thoughts, Junior? 
I guess the way I kind of, I don't know if I would view this app any differently than any other app that I use. I think that anytime when you're using the internet and you're using social media, at the end of the day, I feel like what you're giving to people, that's that's up in the World Wide Web and that's it. So do I think this is any different than anything else? No. I think that in this article, I the fact that they're mentioning Russia, like I don't know if it's due to the meddling that occurred during the last elections and because it's Russian and all of a sudden it's got to be a bad thing. I don't know if I'm naive in saying, well, we shouldn't just be assuming because it's a developer from Russia then it's going to be bad because that's almost starting to do stereotypes. But at the same time, would it be naive to also not have that second guess either? So from my perspective, it's more of if it's going to be something that's on the World Wide Web, anybody can get it. If it's social media, it doesn't matter who it is. If somebody wanted to get it, they can get it. It's very similar to the conversation in the article that we discussed in the past about whether or not, you know, A-L-E-X-A records while you're saying Mm. stuff. And very similar to when we were talking about you know, when we're in front of our phones and we're talking and all of a sudden you look at the search and you you type in something and all of a sudden you start seeing advertisements that come up. I kind of feel like if you are going to use social media, you have to realize that there are going to be ways that people can capture the data that you get. And you just have to be smart and realize that if you don't want something to be known all over the world, then you just need to think twice about doing whatever you're doing. So for me, I think the, I don't know, like I remember hearing about this a little while ago. Like I know, yes, it's it's a famous uptick now, but I don't know. I think it's fun. I, you know, kids, everybody, they'll take pictures. You know, I am on social media. So from time to time, I do go online and I have seen the craze where everybody's text or pretending pictures of themselves and how they look when they're older. And also when, Actually, just when we were doing our family trip, you know, we were playing around with the app. You would take pictures and they would show each other how it looks. And we were comparing those pictures and saying, hey, you know, that looks like, you know, your mom or wow, you look like, you know, blah, 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 that. So I think it's fun. I think it's cute. I think it's something to do. Do I feel at the end of the day that this is going to be some large national security risk and that you just have to be careful? Eh, no, because... You know, I, I think it's just pictures, just like anything else that you would upload on Facebook. But I don't know. That's my two cents. What do you think? Well, before I give uh, my official two cents, I haven't formulated my um, my answer just yet. However, there was another article. This time, this article was uh, by Vox. And mm-hmm. um, in this article, they actually found the specific... Uh, wording that you have to agree upon when you're Mm -hmm. using this app so let me read that let me read that so basically the the undertone is um when you are getting ready to utilize this app you have to sign off and click on one of these agree i agree boxes boxes and let me read what this um, information has on it so you grant face app a perpetual irrevocable non-exclusive 
royalty-free, worldwide, fully paid, transferable, sub-licensable license to use, reproduce, modify, adapt, publish, translate, create derivative works from, distribute, publicly perform and display your user contents and any name, username or likeness provided in connection with their user content in all media formats and channels now known or later developed without compensation to you. Like that's some heavy, strong wording basically saying if you upload this, we could change the image. We can use it to whatever purpose we feel is necessary. And if something were to happen where we start making money off of this, even though it was generated from you, you guys don't have any rights to it. You're basically giving you rights away for this, um, this image that you decided to upload on your own basis, free of charge. Is that something that, to me, the wording is just so powerful. It's like, wow, am I actually signing away a part of myself <laughs> to this fun, loving app in quotation marks? Or is it something that is uh, greater than just that? I, I don't know. Like That, that wording itself kind of makes me want to triple check, make sure I really know what I'm getting myself into. But in the grand scheme of things, you're, my, you're probably right where this is really nothing that it's not that big of a deal. It's just fun and loving app. But the fact that they have this powerful wording in there just makes me a little uneasy, you know? I think that honestly, like if most people don't read the fine print when they're downloading apps, iTunes, Apple, whenever you're saying you agree, like any of this stuff that you're clicking on agree. I mean, we've all seen it before. It's like this whole seven page thing you just scroll all the way down to the bottom and it won't let you check the box until you scroll through everything and honestly i don't think what's on this is any different really than any of the other items that we use when we download it i think mm. that most people don't read it i think that they have a lot of this information that's on there and people just scroll all the way down to the bottom and they press accept just like for instance when you're updating your iphone like you've mm. got to scroll down and scroll down and scroll down and press agree before you're able to do the upload. So I can even imagine the type of stuff that they say on there. And I know Facebook, that was something that was pretty big for Facebook for a while. Like I remember Facebook Messenger, a lot of people, you know, when you're clicking on it, you're agreeing to a lot of that stuff. So is it controversial? Is it stressful? Is this something that people are uptight about? I can appreciate why people do feel that way, but I think what people will start realizing is if they actually start reading what they're approving for every single app, it's probably not any different. And mm. with this, if they're freaking out about this, then they probably shouldn't be using anything electronically. Because I think even too, like when you're signing online, when you're creating accounts for your email, when you're creating accounts for bank services there's all this little fine print that you're just clicking yes and then you're moving on it's kind of similar to when you're going to the physician's office or you're going to have surgery there's all these little things in the fine print and it's jargon that's used so that people don't get themselves into trouble if something were to happen so i think it's mm -hmm. good to be aware of what's going on 
it's a delicate balance between living in a box or you know being able to live free to the point where you're not judicious and you're just totally wild and where is that balance right right i think something that needs to be taught or explained a little more is you know our generation i think we understand this because we transition from living life without um, the internet without all of these uh extremely pers- not persuasive but things that you can you can put your whole life into the internet and that could be something where if you decided oh i actually did not want that released you can't get it back so now we have a new generation of children that's coming about where they grew up with just this they didn't have the ideas of you know maybe the stuff that you put on there can actually be harmful or like let's say you were to upload a promiscuous picture to this face app and you know, oh, it was just for fun. I just want to show up between this person and this person. But then now it's in the in the, the arms of the developer, and they can do whatever mm-hmm. they want with it. So mm-hmm. these are the things that I think are important to showcase and tell the youngsters out there because it seems like as the years go on, younger and younger children are getting access to cell phones, and it's becoming a normal thing. But with that cell phone comes great responsibility, and it's not even something where, oh, I'm going to be – quote-unquote, shaming someone else. This could be something that you accidentally did to yourself. Yeah. Uh, so that's very important, I think, uh, to just spread that message, the importance of being smart with the internet. Yeah. Oh, like, it's like Twitter, for instance. Like Usually what ends up happening is whenever the NFL draft or the NBA draft or MLB draft, you like I remember that there was something about Laramil Tunson, mm. Tunsil. And, you know, he had one of those bongs and it slowly somehow leaked just before the draft. And because of that, he fell, you know, maybe 10, 12 spots. I remember hearing stories about, you know, certain people saying derogatory comments about other individuals. And all of a sudden you see it come up. So I think that, again, when you're going to be a public figure or you're just a normal individual who makes yourself be public Mm. these are the things that can bite you in the butt it's kind of like when you see all these stories about senators and presidents when they're trying to run for office and people do fact finding behind the scenes and they pull up this article that was or they pull up this thing that you did when you're 14 or 15 and they use that to say hey this is what you did so I'll be very curious to hear what you're going to say about what your points are when we talk about the article and when we do our recap. All right, all right, all right. So talk to me about your article. All right, so mine is probably more nostalgic than anything else. And I think for some of us, especially with our age group, you know, our generation, I think this is something that's pretty exciting for us. So I've got an article from CNN Business by Jordan Valensky, titled, Toys R Us is Coming Back to the United States. So this article was written earlier today. Toys R Us' long-awaited comeback is finally official. Its owner, True Kids Brands, announced Thursday that Toys R Us is being reborn in the United States with two new stores. The return comes more than a year after the chain collapsed. 
resulting in the closure of all 700 of its American stores. The new stores will be smaller than the predecessors. True Kids described them as highly engaging retail experience designed for kids, families, and to better fit within today's retail environment. The new Toys R Us stores will be open before the holiday shopping season later this year at the Galleria in Houston and Westfield Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey. They will sell toys, but fewer of them. Unlike the rows of shelves that cluttered old Toys R Us stores, the new locations will have interactive and playground-like environments for toy brands. They're being developed by the BATA, a company that designs interactive and technology-focused retail locations. So that BATA is supposed to be a beta. So you see, you see what I did there with the eight? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I see <laughs> what they did there. <laughs> the stores will let brands design custom experiences and branded shops to help them create memorable experiences for parents and children, True Kids say. The company which bought the brand last October said it plans to open more Toys R Us locations in the prime high-traffic retail markets next year. We have significant interest about how to bring the brand back to the U.S. Richard Berry, the CEO of the new company, previously told CNN Business. Toys R Us still has 900 stores open in Europe, Asia and India. It plans to open another 70 stores overseas, mostly in Asia, by the end of the year. So, Marvin, you give your thoughts first before I give mine. What do you think? Well, I think Toys R Us is being smart. I'm glad that they're coming back because, you know, I still think of the old jingles. Uh, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Yep. So, you know, that jingle, it just brings back fond memories. And when I was younger, Toys R Us had a distinct smell. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm just sounding weird, but I just, it, it brings back those memories. And so I'm excited and I'm happy. And I think they're being smart about it because in reality, in this day and age, when you're fighting against moguls or huge infrastructures like Amazon, you have to change the way the game is played in order to survive uh, and being smaller, I think it's smart. They're probably going to have a very strong online presence, and they're probably going to try to match price points, maybe give incentives to undercut uh, Amazon. And then the thing that I liked about this article was they're trying to bring about a play space. So this is a place where kids are going to want to, or I think uh-huh. they hope this is a place uh-huh. where kids want to go to to socialize, have fun, try out uh-huh. some new toys, uh-huh. but at the same time, build that Toys R Us brand so then you feel happy about, oh, I bought this toy from Toys R Us. Uh, This also lends me to think about, you know, what's going on with Nintendo right now. Uh, I think you guys talked about this in the past for one of your episodes, uh, you and Christopher, in the sense that Nintendo is realizing that, you know, the cloud is uh, a new venue to, you know, utilize video games and maybe they're they might be obsolete if they don't delve into the cloud. So they're trying things differently. Toys R Us is trying things differently as well. And, you know, I hope they make it. Uh, I would be glad to take my kids to Toys R Us when I have kids in the future because um, it, it'll just bring me back to my my childhood as well. So we'll see what happens. What do you think? So I think it is a pretty good idea to rebrand and try to change the way that your company is. I agree with you in the sense that you've got to figure out a way to 
think the days of the stores having all this merchandise really does hurt because, like you said before, there are so many different online retailers that have that they're able to those So, you do. If you still want to have a store presence, the things that you can do with that presence is to be able to maximize on experiences, maximize on the... Um, I remember when you and I, when we were younger, we used to always go to Toys R Us. We would be able to try to have fun, go play with little cars, toy cars, and it would be very enjoyable. But what can we do with that for individuals nowadays? So in addition to just having it be just going into the store playing with toys, do you make it an experience where individuals try out the toys? Do you have a play area? You go into this individuals are able to run around and then the toy and all of a sudden they get it because they like it, then all of a sudden they want to be able to purchase it. So I think these are the type of things that Toys R Us needs to look at. And it sounds like from what was said in this article, they are trying to rebrand and they are trying to come with the times. So I think it's a good look. I think also it's going to be good for adults because now it's one central place they can go to when they're trying to find something. Because when you are in the current, you know, Targets and your Walmarts, they don't specialize in just toys. So I think, you know, when you go to a toy store and you have all the toys that are there, it's probably easier just to grab something and go. And I think for us, it'll also bring us back and we may want to be able to go to the stores because we get to relive our childhood as well. It's kind of like when we're watching movies, old movies, you know, Lion King and Toy Story. Like, that's one of the fun things that I have right now with Ophelia because I didn't watch those for a very long time. And now I get to watch them with her. And I get to remember how it was when I watched it for the first time. And I get to see how she watched it for the first time. So it's like a memory. So I kind of feel like with Toys R Us, they're really trying to rely on, one, reinventing themselves so that the younger kids can come around. But two, bringing the adults who had those fun experiences when they were coming up. And now they get to enjoy that time, too. So I think it's a good idea for them. I think that it's probably smart that they're starting off with maybe one or two stores and maybe slowly growing to see how things work versus having all those big stores. But the other thing that I thought was interesting is with the Toys R Us when they closed, I guess I was under the impression that there was no more Toys R Us. When you look mm. at the article, it says that Toys R Us over in different countries and continents are still there. And yeah. that the number of Toys R Us stores that are out there are a lot. So I'm very curious to see that if the Toys R Us brand overseas, it says here, still has 900 stores open in Europe, Asia, and India. So how are those stores doing? Are those stores also owned by this new group? Or is this still the old group? And... I don't know. I think that's just, that's just curious. So I thought that was interesting. But I did have a really good feeling when I saw this. It kind of made me smile when I did see that Toys R Us is back because it's kind of like peanut butter and jelly. Or, <laughs> or when you ride your bike with training wheels. It's one of those things that 
life isn't the same without Toys R Us. So I'm really glad that Toys R Us is making a comeback, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if the play area is... Remember Just for Feet? Is that still mm-hmm, up and running? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember how That's... you can try your shoes on and then they had an actual basketball court? Yeah. I'm wondering if that's how the Toys R Us, they're, they're trying to go like that, where you have the toy and actually go and play it. If you like it, take it home. That's not a bad idea. I think that if that's not an idea yet, you may need to talk to true kids brands <laughs> and see if you can patent something like that. You know, you kind of test it out, kind of like when you're at the mall and you have a pair of, of shoes or you got some outfits that you want to see whether or not you look good in. Do they have a place where they've got the toys that are unopened, just a couple of them, so that you can try them out for the kids, make sure that they like it? Maybe as the parent, you want to make sure you see how the kid interacts with it to see whether or not you want to keep it or not and buy it. And if not, then, you know, they don't have to worry about it. But if they do like it, they can take it home. So I don't think that's a bad idea, man. I like we'll the way see. you think. We'll I like see. The way you think. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So 6.55. We've been on here for about half hour, so I figured... Why don't we use this as an opportunity to talk about what we want our audience to learn from the stories that we picked? So, Marvin, since you went first, go on ahead. What do you want the audience to remember about the face app story that you talked about? Well, I think what's important is just be mindful and be critical of what you release out there on the Internet. Uh, We haven't figured out how to erase things that have been released. So just be mindful, be smart about it. And then also understand that when you're on the internet, um, try to read through the disclaimers if you can. I think that's a very good point that you bring up, man. And again, just realize that once it's out there, you can't get it back. All right, so for me, I think with the fact that this is in the CNN business for me, I think it's be smart and just because something doesn't work the first time, don't don't quit on it. You just may need to edit one portion of whatever you're trying to do. Specifically, Toys R Us, we know that the concept works. We know that the brand is huge. We know that there's a huge calling for it. So, yes, it was very unfortunate that Toys R Us had to go bankrupt. But I think it was wise to reassess the situation. You've got the people there. What can you do just to keep up with the times? So I think just as Toys R Us is revamping the style that it has to be able to come back to the U.S. and be successful by having smaller toys, maybe not having as much inventory, and having a lot more interactive things, I think in life, when we're looking at different situations and scenarios, sometimes the, the idea is a good idea. And maybe the execution wasn't the most thought out. And with that, just flip it, see what you can do, just so that you can get to that niche that you're looking for. So for me, Toys R Us, I'm really glad that you're back. Hopefully you'll have a store somewhere in South Florida, and maybe you'll see my face there, because Ophelia's going to be at the point where she may want something. But also, try to make it affordable. Don't overprice yourself out of the market so that people can't go in there and be able to purchase because you're going to be competing against Amazon. You're going to be competing against Walmarts. And if your prices are going to be, you know, a good 25% higher, then you've got to have a reason to get people in. And maybe that's where you have interactive stuff that no one else can do. 
All right, Marvin. So what you got going on for the rest of the week? Rest of the week, uh, I didn't mention before, but my uh, sister-in-law, Sahar, she has moved in for the next couple of months. She oh, is boy. officially starting work here in Philly. Uh, she's a pediatric pulmonologist. So props to her. Congratulations. Do big things. And she's going to be working Sad. at CHOP, Children Hospital of Philadelphia. Oh, man. So I guess for me, like I told you, I'll be out of town this weekend going on a trip so that'll be something that we're looking forward to but pretty soon we're going to be in august and you know in august somebody's going to be turning two so we've got that coming up pretty soon and again just finish out this week hopefully get to catch up with a lot of my fraternity brothers out there it'll be a family reunion of sorts so looking forward to that time away all righty all right, so my MVP crew, thank you again for listening to another awesome episode of the Marston Brothers podcast. Please, please, please make sure that if you want to show your love, the ways that you can show your love is, one, by making sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Just type in Marston Brothers podcast, and you'll be able to see it in all the different various podcast apps. Two, please feel free to write a review. We're looking for five-star reviews. Just tell us about how awesome you think these stories are. And if you've got any questions or comments or suggestions, please feel free to drop that in the suggestions comments section. Three, you can contact us at marcelinbrothers at gmail.com. We definitely love to see the emails. We love to see the information that you guys post out. And number four, please, please, please continue to share this with the rest of your friends. So whether it's listening to the Dear Ophelia series that we got going on. Hopefully you guys have been able to enjoy that. Whether it's, you know, specific types of topics that we're talking about, just feel free to share us that information so that we can make sure that we provide the content that you guys are listening to. Anything else before we get out of here, man? Enjoy your summer. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've nailed everything. You nailed everything, man. You nailed it. All right. On that note, MVP crew, we're out. Thanks again. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.